Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. So I'm going to speak today about praying in the Spirit. And I want us all to pray in the Spirit and to know each other after the Spirit. This is in the Hebraic thinking, the month of Av. And it's kind of interesting, this whole thing of moving from uh, a Gregorian, or if you like, a, a natural mindset to a Hebraic mindset. You know, God thinks as a Hebrew. That's how he thinks. So he planned the times, the seasons. He has yearly festivals. Chosen is about a yearly festival, a celebration. We, as Rod said, we were just up there at the barn. And I was gobsmacked that God took us so deep, you know, in prayer. When I go up there to pray, it gets really deep. And he showed me a picture of the church praying in tongues and encouraged me to start encouraging you all to pray in tongues, to pray for revelation. Because the more you pray in the Spirit, the more you learn. And if you live by revelation, you'll do good. If you live by natural circumstances, you won't change. And they probably won't change. Don't look at me like that. Come on, we need to loosen up a bit. Okay. Just pray in the spirit for a little bit longer. Say, well, this is different. Well, yeah, it is different. Holy Spirit, you're in every one of us. And I thank you as we speak forth your language. And we all focus and we stay united and we get in the spirit. Okay, just, just get in the spirit with me. Or leave, you know. We didn't force you to come here. I'm sorry, but I feel a kind of intensity today. I feel the Holy Ghost wants to talk to you. The Holy Ghost wants to talk to you. He wants you to wake up. He wants you to get up in the spirit. He wants us as a church to get up high and understand who God is. Thank you. We're going to push through. This is a month where you can either disintegrate be in control of how your life has been, or you can push through and change. And I know that when I landed here on September the 15th in 1983, as I flew back from Los Angeles, I opened my Bible to Romans 12 in shock. In fact, could you put Romans 12 up there for a minute? I guess we're going to go there first. Oh, it was very intense. I've got so many scriptures marked off that I want to share, and I may not share any of them. We'll just see. I've been reading and studying afresh and looking into what God has for us. But this was, like, incredible to me. In Romans 12, let me go back. Oh, it is up there. Good. I'll read it from there then, from the Amplified. Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, 
devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Let's go to the next verse. And I was on this plane coming out of Los Angeles after living over there for seven or eight years. And God literally spoke to me through these verses. Thank you, Mike, so much. Do not be conformed to this world. Now, you have to remember, when I left England, I left to go seek God. I got on a plane, and I went to Los Angeles, and I didn't know if I was going to be there for a day, a week, and I ended up being there seven or eight years. I ended up being there because God was working a work in my heart, and he wasn't done. I thought it was just going to maybe just go there for the month. In fact, I had a ticket that had a 45-day ticket. So I had a three or four year, three and a half year old son. Jamie was three and a half then. And I just knew I had to begin to follow my heart. Now I want to say something. Some of you may not like this and I don't really care. You can take it up with God. I'm not bothered about you liking me. You need to, you need to take it up with God. Some of you have been under a cloud and looking at things the wrong way from where God wants you to look at things. It's kind of, kind of feel like the headmistress this morning, but I, that's just what's on me. But when I came back, this verse really hit me because I didn't know what God was talking about. I thought, what do you mean this is my reasonable service? But I had to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in your sight. I had to do that. And I thought, you know, I was so full of myself and full of Jesus because I'd been single. I'd been in California for eight years and I, seven years, and I thought I was going to be, the season changed. And I just want to say, we're in a seasonal change. God knows what he's doing. He's changing where you work. He's changing how you think. He's changing where you live, some of you. He's moving things around. Could you put that other picture up of the globe? Because I... I just suddenly saw this so powerfully this morning, and I want you to see something. God wants you to look at the earth. Now, scientists are gobsmacked. They're discovering the earth is held up by what? They can't really see anything. We know it's God's word. We know why this is where we are right now, we're on this planet and it's moving around. And it's moving around in a time, in a plan, in a designated moment. And you're part of it. You see, before the earth was formed, God thought about you. He had a plan for you. He had a plan to save you. He had a plan to change you. He had a plan for you to speak in this earth. We live as dwarfs, really, in this earth, speaking out every morning, declaring, praying. And that's why it's so important to pray in tongues, because you don't always know how to pray as you ought. And when you think about the seasons, God set the sun for light in the daytime and the moon for light at night. He's always going to guide you, and he's not going to guide you to a dead end. He's going to go digging down, 1 Corinthians 2.10, if you want to put that up. 
We can come back to this in a minute. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2.10. Oh, I can read it from there. Just remembered. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 2.10. When I first used to start praying in the Spirit, I used to go down to very deep places. God has unveiled. You can go actually to the verse before it if you want. But because we're talking about the things that God's prepared for us. It's for good. It's not for bad. You know, I don't know. God is doing things differently. I don't have all the answers. Rod doesn't have all the answers. We don't know why we're going the way we're going. Hassan doesn't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. We have access to God who has all the answers. And he will give you the answer and he will show you. He will He will give you revelation of who you are. If you don't follow your heart, confirmed by God, you know, this may be meaningless to you, but my prayer is that you're here at this church because you want to go further. You want to move on. You don't want to just hear a good message about your thought life or your word life. You want to know why am I doing this and how do I do this? I don't know how God's going to bring 800 million to me. I know that he has changed the way I think about finances and provision and people. I know that I know that God is in the business of change and bringing a new beginning and he wants you to have a new beginning. Say say to yourself, I'm ready. I'm ready for a new beginning. I'm ready for it. I am. And mean it. And bring it on. Let me learn how to pray. Let me learn. Let me learn to understand and acknowledge. Okay, let's move to verse 10 now. God has unveiled and revealed by and through them, by and through his spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden beyond man's scrutiny. So what is that all about? The other day I was in our kitchen and I was reminded when I used to pray in tongues a lot, And I used to pray in tongues and I used to let the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, please go down deep on the inside of me and show me the end from the beginning of things. Show me what I'm doing. That's why I was able to make changes. That's why I was able to adjust my mindset. That's why now, in the same way, I'm able to yield to allow the Holy Spirit. Because he shows me the earth hanging like that. I said to Elizabeth, you have to have a picture. Do you want to put the picture of the earth hanging up again? I want you to think about your problems for a minute. I want you to think about what you're doing on the earth. I want us to think about this time of Av. You could disintegrate right now or you could change. You could think about what do you want to do with the rest of your life? You're on this earth. For how many years? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Who knows when the Lord's coming back? You know, I heard the other day about this man in China. What did you tell me he was? 272 years. I thought, I don't think you guys want to know me when I'm 270. (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, that's old. 
When we were on holiday, there were some people next door to us in the villa. And Rod said, what are they like? I could see them from my bedroom when they were outside in their pool. I said, they're old. And then I stopped and I said, well, actually, they're probably younger than us, but they just look old. (laughs) I was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I'm just telling on myself. But, you know, you look at the earth and you're like, what are you going to do in the earth? Are you going to shine? You're going to be bright? You're going to be overcome by obstacles? Or are you going to overcome obstacles? We are a church that teaches faith. We are a church that changes you week by week, month by month. We're learning to align ourselves with God who set this planet who put the sun and the moon and the stars and the constellations. And we've got all hung up in the church. Oh, my gosh, you mustn't talk about this being constellations. I mean, that's astrology. That's a cult. No, it isn't. God put the gospel in the stars. Come on, get rid of some of the thinking. My dad used to read the stars from the Sunday Express, I think it was. He used to take great delight in it so I grew up under that kind of thinking that kind of judgment but you know what (laughs) I've learned the more I read about the Hebraic mindset which God has the more I realize God has a plan for the earth we're here in the middle of London not to be afraid but to be full of faith to be full of the Holy Spirit and to pray in tongues and to learn more about tongues, to not think that we know it all because we know a handful of scriptures. We don't. We're all discovering God's love and God's goodness. But within that, oh, it's wonderful. It's so wonderful. He's so good. Everything that you fear happening can be changed as you pray and refuse to align with that. You know, some of you have enormous visions and destinies and have you know it looks impossible god i see myself a different person than i am right now doing different things you know we just have to step into it so when you pray in the spirit and you look at this earth how are you going to affect it how are you going to leave a legacy how how are you going to leave a mark god sends his word the other day, as I said, my Bible was open on our little island in our little kitchen. And I'm just going to read it to you because God began to talk to me about. Let me just share a few scriptures now. Isaiah 53 verse 1. And it just jumped at me. Who has believed, who has trusted in, who has relied upon, who has clung to our message of that which was revealed to us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been disclosed? And the Lord began to talk to me. And I said, well, what are you saying? He said, what's been revealed to you? And I said, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? I don't, I don't know how to communicate it all because there aren't words in English to communicate heaven. <laughs> it's, it's just I'm struggling. I've been lifted up out of my body my spirit was taken up august the 28th or something about 1978 and i don't i find it very hard to communicate i just know we are called to walk in the spirit and i just know if you want to go over to jeremiah 31 this was years later when god revealed this scripture to me 
Verse 34, if you want to put it up. It's just extraordinary. Quite extraordinary how God will show you things to come. You don't have to teach your neighbor, every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they would all know me and recognize and understand and be acquainted with me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, I will forgive their iniquity. I will seriously remember their sin no more. You actually, you know, you come into this place with God where he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember your sins. He's not holding things against you. He's not in the past. He's in the now. And the more, you, the more you get around Christians, the more you realize there's a whole lot of Christians still living 10, 20, 30 years ago. And God just began, God just began to stop me. And he said, I want you to look at your future. The priests come, I think it's back in, yeah, 31 verse 9, if you want to go back. The priests come pouring, weeping and pouring forth prayers for the future you know and i have many opportunities as do you to think about our future our future can be a whole lot better than we currently think it's going to be because why because we pray and when god stopped me at this scripture and i don't remember when this was when we used to lead the prayer school i think it just changed my whole life because You can be different tomorrow. You can be changed. God's got new opportunities for you. God's got new plans to discover that are unfolding as you pray and go deep. The Lord told me, I guess it was last week or this week up at the barn, I want you to go deeper and I want you to leave higher. So go deeper and leave higher. Don't be fixated on these problems. We could all use more money. We could all do more with more. We all have areas in our lives of lack of, well, it shouldn't have been this way. And God's like, it is the way it is. What I want is you to develop in your faith. So today is a day to step into the future and make a decision to pray For the future, and I've said it before and I'll say it again now. I say to people, your future is as good as your prayer life. Because if your future is based on your flesh, you've got a problem. If your future is based on your head, you've got a problem. But if your future is based on your spirit, what your spirit does, you will step into that. You will move out in that. You will call forth your healing. You will call forth your provision. You will call forth the vision that God has given you, and you won't be daunted. Huh? Come on. You will shift the doubt. You will shift things. You will be a person who lives on that earth and calls forth heaven into the earth. That's what God's waiting for. Who has the arm of the Lord been revealed to you, to me? I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing this every day. I need to be doing this. I need to be calling the things which be not as though they are until they are. Now, it's not like I haven't been doing that, but I'm not doing it to the level I know I could do it. So I don't plan to 
be the same in the next six months. I don't plan it to be the same. It's going to be different. Life is going to be different. Life is going to be very different. Go to Romans 8 with me. This is some very basic teaching on prayer, but I felt like as much as I'm wanting to learn and learning and enjoying learning a mindset, a Hebraic mindset that this is Av, we've moved into Av, I want to go deeper and I want to live higher. I definitely do. Romans 8 tells us it might seem like we're looking at some different scriptures, but I want you to keep in mind your prayers are for the future. And Romans 8 teaches us in verse 20, we'll start in verse 26. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groaning too deep for utterance. Listen, some of you, some of us, sometimes we say, we say yes to things in the name of people-pleasing, in the name of keeping things smooth, in the name of let's get this right, let's just move on, when actually we should be saying, no, that's not for me. What's for me is this is what the Holy Ghost has shown me. We should really deal with our heart issues, not keep being surface. That's not what God's got for us. God's got the spiritual. You know, the day he comes for us, none of us know which day that is. We will be translated into the spirit realm. We will be taken up into a realm that is wonderful. I don't know sometimes why anybody who's ever been there would ever want to come back, except that God has a plan and a purpose. I didn't want to come back. I just wanted to get Jamie up there. He was only three at the time. But God had a plan for me. He had a plan for me to come back into the earth, to understand, to have revelation, to understand this, that the Holy Spirit will help me. He'll help me. He'll help me in my weakness. That word weakness means your inability to produce results. Where's the fruit in your life? Ask yourself. Don't... Get mad with me. <laughs> Where's the fruit in your life? It, God wants it to multiply. He wants it to increase. He wants it to abound. He wants it to bring him glory, much glory. But you have to ask yourself, where is my weakness? You know, we do these courses at the barn, Authentic Lives, one of our trustees does it, we'll be doing another one in September. It's, they're very good, actually. They're not really word-orientated. You, but you learn a lot about yourself, and you learn more about yourself. Let me say that like that. And uh, so if you're coming, see Jean afterwards. Because, you know, I find it quite interesting all the time to go deep. I don't know about you. Some people don't like to go deep. I like to go deep so I can go higher. I like to go down to the foundation. I enjoyed Gosha's written a book, and it's going to be for Poland. But I enjoyed it while I was away. I did it in the mornings, and I didn't enjoy your English, but I enjoyed what you were saying. 
well, I'm just who I am, you know. But anyway, so weakness. God, the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to victory. It's no good us just learning about thoughts and talking. You have to do it. When you get up tomorrow morning, if something bad happens, how are you going to counteract? Let the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit pray through. There's a sense today of like, oops, we're being told off, isn't there? There's kind of a, (gasps) I feel like God is trying to help us wake us up. We've been asleep. We have so much power given to us to live on that earth that's being held up by nothing. It's just God's word. It's not, it doesn't have anything scientists can look at. So there's this kind of wondering that goes on. But scientists are coming to the conclusion, the more you hear about them, the more you read about it, the more you talk to bankers, the more you talk to people around the world who are in positions of responsibility, there is something else. And it's like here we have these three mindsets, the Gregorian mindset, the Hebraic mindset, and the barbarian mindset. And the barbarian mindset is becoming seen we're not into that there's no there's no purpose in blowing people into eternity from innocent people from train stations or wherever there's there's nothing in that we we're not intimidated in other words by terrorism we're not taken over i don't know about you but the time is coming when there's going to be such a glory that we have to carry that a muslim woman all hidden up supposedly in reverence to her husband, it's not going to be frightening. It's not going to be intimidating. It's going to be the veils are just falling off because we have the Holy Spirit. There's something about the way the Holy Spirit leads us. There's something about the the guidance of the Holy Spirit that it isn't natural, okay? It It isn't natural. Man can't understand it. My family can't understand me because they think I should be doing things that I'm good at doing, like doing up houses and things and envisioning. They see a little bit of the gift. They think I should be making money and I should drive a better car and live a better life. They think naturally. You may be, I don't know who I'm talking to today. You may be in the same situation. But I have to be successful in God. I have to honor God because I love him, because I want to honor him, because he has revealed to me the power of intercession. Intercession is a very powerful way of praying. You just start in tongues. It doesn't make sense to my head. But he sh- he's my counselor. John 14 and John 16 talks about the Holy Spirit as the intercessor, the counselor, the standby. He- Sometimes I just don't know what to do next. But I pray in tongues. I intercede. And I begin to get the picture mentally of the earth hanging there and the word guiding. And when I do that, Whatever God's asked me to do makes sense. Whether, whether we fill up Hyde Park or whether somebody else does it, it's not really relevant. What's relevant is God's will is achieved. And this month, much as, much as I 
understand times and seasons. And you need to get that right first. You need to understand what season you're in because the seasons are quite different in the summer to the winter. You know, quite spring is quite different. Going out to the barn is different to being in London. The king is in the field out there. You can talk. It's, it's, it's just different. We need to be more adaptable. That's all I'm saying. I, I didn't specifically seek God for a word for this month, but I believe he wants us to move forward in our prayer lives. How many of you pray in tongues every day? Good. That's really good. How many of you intentionally pray in tongues, like for time, because you want the future to be good? I want to encourage all of you to take time out every day to intentionally pray in tongues over situations. Intentionally. Why? Because we are moving ahead in a great, fast way, and we want to walk with God. We want to see the sick healed. We want to see things happen. We want to see victories in our finances, in our health, in our relationships. But we have to pray to see those things happen. I know you've heard it before. I'm just saying it's time to stir up the gift of tongues on the inside of you. It's time to do that. This month, Av, in the Hebraic thing, I wrote some notes down. It's about God's divine will being established. It's about unlocking what's above you and around you that resounds in the earth realm. You know, you look at the earth, if you can put it up again, and you look at the earth, suddenly your car problem, your financial problem, your health problem, your emotional problems, they don't look so, they're not that big of a deal. What does God see when he looks down the earth? He, he looks to see somebody who knows him. He can show himself strong on behalf of. He looks for an Abby, he looks for a Hasna, he looks for a Bobby, he looks for a Rod, he looks for a Chris, he looks for somebody who cares enough to pray and enough to do. He looks for somebody in the earth realm who cares enough to live in the earth realm without being of the earth realm, if I can say it like that. He looks for somebody who is willing to rise up in the spirit and stir themselves up. Stir yourself up in prayer. Stir yourself. We're shifting. We're shifting. The earth is shifting. The sun and the moon are shifting around it. The Hebrews used to look up and say, oh, there's a new moon. It must be a new month. They didn't, they didn't say, oh, it was August the 1st when it was. Because all the months were given anyway, Roman names. So... They weren't into that. They were God's people, God's chosen people. So there is something that we're doing, driving the stake into the ground with chosen. I, don't, I didn't ask for it. That wasn't, you know, if Rod and I would think about it, we'd say, just leave us home to study and pray, and we'll come and do what we do. We didn't ask for the doors that God has opened, but God has opened up great doors. We, we've just got to move up to another level. I feel like I have a job to do today to help you move up higher. But you have to go deeper and leave higher. And the way you go deeper is you go down in your spirit. When, they, when I first 
was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit and prayed in tongues. Oh my gosh, it was in Glendale, California. And these people said, do you want, do you want the Holy Spirit? I said, I want everything God has for me. You know, I wanted to get born again. <clears throat> I wanted everything. So I drove home, just flew home that night from, if you'd lived in Los Angeles, it's about an hour from Pasadena back to Brentwood. I don't know how I got home. I just prayed in tongues because I was so excited. I was talking to God. You're talking to God. And he can radically change everything, just like that. You can go to sleep tonight, and it can be quite different when you wake up in the morning. And you want to get in the Word and see what the Word says. The Word is a mirror. The Word is who we are. I find myself. Jesus found himself in the Bible. Every time I open it, there's something new seems to speak to me, and I'm just wowed. You know, that's why I think, oh, I must share that with them. I must share, and I stick things in my Bible, and then I, then I get up to share with you, and I think, oh, I should have shared this, and, you know, I didn't. But, you know, we just, you, it's up to you to pray too. I feel like God wants to make us united today in a new way. Huh? In a new way, on a new level. That it's acceptable for us. It's acceptable for us to be, have money, to have, reach out, to give to every charitable donation. I feel like we've, we've accepted some things that have been handed down and there's a presence in the room right now to say, come on, I can do it. So I'm going to ask you to speak in tongues. I'm going to ask you to pray in tongues for a little bit. I'm going to ask you to just move forward spiritually. What has been revealed to you? What's, what's revelation to you? Ask yourself that. What's revelation? God is your healer. God is your guider. God is your producer. God is your, is he just there to bless and help? I'm not talking about what you did 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I'm talking about now. Now, today, August 2017, can we just shift maybe the musicians? Want to we believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 